Hello again everyone and welcome back to our fifth episode. Today we will be walking or talking you through different opportunities available to you within the criminal justice system. These opportunities will mainly focus on volunteering and work experience roles. Myself, along with Caitlin and Erica, who are both here today too, will talk to you about our experiences working in the criminal justice system. One thing that is so, so important to keep in mind before you apply to any of these roles is whether any of them will be a conflict of interest to each other. For example, I volunteer for a charity called Newbridge. I then applied to an independent monitoring board for a position and was asked to end my volunteering role at Newbridge if I wanted to be appointed. This can be a difficult decision and so we recommend doing a bit of research and thinking it through before you apply to any. Because of the work these jobs entail, you quite often can only do one thing at a time. If you wanted to get involved in more experiences, then you may want to have a listen to our previous episode about opportunities at Birmingham City University. But back to today's topic. There are so many reasons as to why you should or do want to volunteer, such as making a difference, helping others less fortunate or without a voice, feeling valued as part of a team, gaining confidence and self-esteem, and also doing something worthwhile, something that you're passionate about. Volunteering can also be a route into employment for some. In this sense, you can learn new skills and develop old ones, and therefore enhance your CV and job prospects. Talking of all the reasons you would want to volunteer, to start us off today, I will now pass over to Erica to talk to you all about her role as a Special Constable for West Midlands Police. Over to you, Erica. Thank you, Leah. Hi, everyone. This is Erica. And as Leah mentioned, I would briefly be talking about the Special Constable position, as I am myself, a special for West Midland Police. So the Special Constable position is an incredible opportunity the police forces within the UK offer to anyone who wishes to volunteer for the organisation. Special Constables are in, integral members of the neighbourhood teams, frontline response team. They have to support most vulnerable victims in public protection, for CID operations and motorway policing. I mean, the opportunities are actually endless. You could do so much more than this. Um, examples of what a special constable does is like patrolling with neighborhood teams, responding to emergency calls, opening investigations, working with traffic or policing major events. Uh, to become a special constable, you should be prepared to train hard in your own time, especially during evenings and weekends, and be willing to offer a minimum of 16 hours commitment per month to perform the role. In return, the force will offer full training and support to ensure you are prepared and fully equipped. You can apply for the West Midlands Police Careers in case you want to do it for West Midlands, but each police force in the UK has its own section dedicated to this position. Um, and then you just have to follow the application process. If successful, you will have to pass an online situational judgment test, an online competence-based interview, an assessment centre, which is basically divided into a statement-taking exercise and another competence-based interview, and then finally a fitness test. Um, I haven't been in, in the road yet as I'm about to finish my training very soon, so I can't really provide you any internal personal experience, but I will be happy to when I get some. Uh, that's all I have to say so far. I will now pass you on to Caitlin, which will be talking about volunteering opportunities in the criminal justice sector, and thank you for listening to me. 
Thank you, Erica. Hello, everyone. It is Caitlin here, and I have been a Newbridge volunteer for the last year. Newbridge is a fantastic volunteering opportunity that involves writing to prisoners and becoming their befriender. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, visitors are not allowed to prisons at the moment, but usually you try to visit your prisoners once every three months, but write once every three weeks. I have loved the experience so far. I attended training in London in January for two days, where you learn the fundamentals of writing letters and handling sensitive information. I then joined into two support group sessions before choosing my first prisoner. I wrote to them for about two months before choosing my second. Newbridge is a great way to help prisoners by being there as someone to listen to them. They do not know your true identity because you choose to use a pseudonym. Letters are usually focused around them and their interests and they post letters to the foundation who then forward them to you. So if they do get released, they will not know any of your true information. My prisoners and I have exchanged games, drawings, Christmas cards. And when you choose your prisoners, you choose ones with the same hobbies and interests as you such as for me, the outdoors, music and cars. So we're never short of conversation. Newbridge has given me the chance to make a huge difference to people's lives, gain an insight into prison life and make sure the prisoners do not feel alone. To report our findings and ensure everything is running smoothly, we all attend monthly support groups. The support group I attend is run by Leah. So Leah, would you like to tell us more about your experience with Newbridge and your running of the support groups? Of course, thank you, Caitlin. So all volunteers are required to attend monthly support group meetings. These meetings are so important and are where you can discuss your befriending journey and any issues with your fellow volunteers and also offer each other advice. I'm a support group chair within my role, so it is my task to chair these meetings and do other ad hoc duties in relation to them. I have to gather and check all expense forms that are submitted to me. And yes, you did hear that correctly. You are not expected to take the financial burden of being a volunteer and can get your expenses repaid should you wish. I also need to make sure I keep in touch with the Newbridge office of any changes in news surrounding the volunteers in my group. This role has been an amazing opportunity, one which I intend to continue for a long time. It is rewarding building up these befriending relationships. My role specifically has also taught me to be more organised, confident and also made me better at being a team worker. Now, as Caitlin has already told you, Newbridge is about befriending people in prison through letter writing, visits and phone calls. You may therefore have concerns regarding your safety. Firstly, you can use a pseudonym should you wish. For example, reasons I shall, sorry, no, for obvious reasons I shall not be giving you examples of what others use, but it is recommended that they are not dissimilar to your real name as you need to be able to remember it. Secondly, when you receive a reply of your befriendee, the reply gets sent straight to the Newbridge offices in London. The wonderful staff members at Newbridge then forward these letters onto you so that, so that your befriendee will never know your address. Additionally, on visits, you would normally be expected to take a form of ID, such as a passport or a driving license, with all of your personal and private information on. However, Newbridge provides you with an accreditation letter and a Newbridge identification card so that you will never be taking any information on yourself that your befriendee does not know into a visit. Newbridge priority, prioritises safety, but if there is anything else you wish to know, then head over to the Newbridge website to find out more. You can do this by searching 
newbridgefoundation.org.uk. Additionally, this is where you can apply if you're interested. As mentioned before, you really need to think about and research any roles before you apply. Consider what skills you do have and what ones you could gain, your availability. If they are asking for 16 hours a month, like the special constables, can you actually offer that? And also, think about your motivations and personal goals. You don't want to sign yourself up for something if it is not what you want to do. And so we've talked you through two opportunities so far, being a special constable and a Newbridge volunteer. Talking of the police, there are many other roles within the police, such as police volunteers, appropriate adults, crime stoppers and independent custody officers. You could also look at becoming a court magistrate. For this, you must be over 18 but under 65 and be able to commit to five years service. You will have a minimum of 13 days of court per year. So although this sounds like an amazing opportunity, you've got to think about whether you can commit to it 100%, especially time-wise. If you are interested, then you can go to www.gov.uk forward slash become dash magistrate. You could also volunteer for victim support, which offers emotional and practical support to people affected by crime. You could get involved and work alongside 6,000 other volunteers in England and Wales to fundraise or support office teams. There are also many opportunities related to prisons, such as the Shannon Trust, Prison Reform Trust, Howard League for Penal Reform and the Independent Monitoring Board. An independent monitoring board is essentially offset for prisons. They work on monitoring prisons and immigration detention centres to ensure fair and humane treatment of people in those two places. As I mentioned before, I actually applied to the independent monitoring board at a prison near me. It was an incredible opportunity to even apply, take part in the tours and also the interviews. I learnt things from this that have helped in other situations and roles I've gone for. One such experience was where I interviewed um, for an uh, internship at Birmingham City Council, sorry. I was very fortunate to be picked for the internship within a department which is strongly related to my interests and passions. I have only attended the induction session so far, so I can't say much more about this role just yet, but I envisage that it will help me both personally and professionally. If you're interested in working for a specific organisation, it is worth shooting your shot, as many say. Email them, call them, message the manager on LinkedIn, and simply explain your motivations. So tell them why them and why that organisation and ask if you can shadow them or intern with them. This level of confidence will definitely get you recognised and hopefully get you a new opportunity. And talking of internships and other similar opportunities, I will now pass on to Caitlin to talk about her experiences with Coach Bright. Thank you very much, Leah. So I'm going to talk to you a bit about a different experience of mine. Recently, I've signed up to be a Coach Bright volunteer, which means I mentor students at GCSE and A-level, help them pass their exams or whatever they'll end up doing this year. So how does this link to the criminal justice system, you may ask? I'm mentoring a girl in criminology, which means if I wanted to, I could use the skills I've learned at Coach Bright in my training session and one-on-ones an hour a week to transfer those skills into teaching criminology or lecturing if I want to take it to that level. Coach Bright is a great way to not only help children 
but gain many transferable skills to be a teacher or mentor in criminal justice. You could even take this into the prison system. However, when you think of careers in criminal justice, this is not the conventional means. I'm now going to discuss some of the employability options available to you if you want to work in the criminal justice system. If you have any more queries, questions, or want to see what else is on offer and you're at BCU, I would definitely recommend utilising the Careers Plus service, as we talked about in last week's podcast. Or if you're just generally interested, make sure if you signed up to LinkedIn, Indeed, and explore the job boards. So, working in criminal justice. First thing you think of is the police. We have previously mentioned this to do with volunteering as a special constable, but you could take this to another step and specialise once you have left university. Apply to work here, you can be a police or defensive constable, experienced officer, intelligence analyst, custody nurse practitioner, HR resourcing expert, counterterrorism, workforce planner, fingerprint expert, sergeant, and as you can see, many more. If you want to know more about the specific roles, please visit your local regionals police website because you can apply and research there, for example, the West Midlands Police. Secondly, would be a lawyer or a solicitor. While you need a law degree or master's to be able to do this career, there are so many different types of lawyers. I definitely think it is worth researching options such as clinical, commercial, criminal, family, media, public or banking. Thirdly, a prison officer and guard, you'll need to specialise in training uh, and you can even do a specific qualification as a master's. Similar to probation officer, your job is to look after prisoners as they leave prison and the process for a certain time period on the outside, making sure they do not breach any of their terms and can continue to work back into civilian life. Then there is a private investigator Normally you begin within the police force as an investigator and then decide to set up your own company and do it alone in conjunction with police forensics. But all you need is a license to be an investigator. So you will need the qualification to begin with. Now, to specialise even more, you can work in the criminal justice sector as a civil service. So working for the Home Office, for government, to help and improve and protect our country's national security. Just a few options for this are the benefits manager, communications officer, technical deliverer, uh, visa, immigration and protection. There are many more sectors. Please visit the Home Office's website because it doesn't have to be just a conventional criminal justice job. Similarly, GCHQ is more of a specialised job sector for technicalities such as Caesar cipher code, cracking codes, gathering intelligence, And there are many more opportunities within the main focus on IT if you're more specialised in the IT field. MI5 and the security services of MI6 are not just what you see on James Bond. Intelligence gathering in the field are two key organisations to keeping our country safe. The NCA, or National Crime Agency, tackles drugs, corruption and building up cases in trafficking. But you could also choose to work for global organisations such as Interpol, NATO or the International Monetary Fund. There are so many career options in criminal justice. So hopefully today I've highlighted just a few for you. Please research any of these options and look at the different sections in more detail. I think it is also important to note that if you're an international student, not all of these options are available to you. MI5, for example, you need to be a British citizen 
and to apply for citizenship you need to have been in the UK for at least five years. This links quite nicely to making sure that you choose the right higher education option for you if that is something you want to do, which for some jobs you do need, which Leah is now going to discuss. Thank you for listening to me. Thanks, Caitlin. So talking about teaching, we wanted to finish on educational opportunities. For anyone currently studying on an undergrad degree, you may wish to choose to complete a placement as opposed to doing a dissertation in your third year. We won't go into too much detail here about this, as this can be very specific to your university. But if gaining first-hand experience is of interest to you, then contact your personal tutors to discuss this option. And there are many routes into careers in the criminal justice system, and all of the aforementioned roles will help you in this regard. But we are quickly going to discuss with you the DHEP route way into policing. DHEP stands for Degree Holder Entry Programme. This is for anyone who has a degree in anything, meaning you can join and be enrolled on a two-year long course, similar to an apprenticeship. You will get paid, but you'll also study towards a postgraduate diploma, concluding in you being a fully-fledged police officer. These are apparently very popular routes, and so we recommend trying to get yourself in the best position as possible. So, interested in postgraduate learning or thinking that you've had enough education to last you a lifetime? Well, if you answered yes to the first question, you may want to consider a master's degree. There are so many interesting sounding ones in relation to criminology, security studies and even policing studies. If this is of interest to you, then we strongly recommend looking at all of your options before talking to someone at the university you were interested in about how to apply and anything else you want to ask. Studying a master's degree can lead to higher chances of employment afterwards, so they are worth considering if you can convince yourself to stay at university any longer. Talking of master's degrees, if you are interested in a career in research or want to gain any experience in the field, then you may want to listen to our previous podcast episode where we talk about that. So next week's episode is our mental health and wellbeing one talking all things tips and advice to interviews with a special guest about how this pandemic has impacted university students specifically. We would love it if you wanted to come back and listen to us chatting next week. For now, take care, have a lovely day and we'll speak to you soon.